An Honest Guide to Dog Sitting and Recipes for Dog Treats, written and read by Marco Savick. Let's spend time with Marco, but the food is the star, so it's probably worth sharing. I like dog sitting for my friends. I try to have a dog here every month. I get to hang out with my dog friends. I get to support my human friends when they travel. And I get to enjoy the freedom and flexibility of not having my own dog. Everybody wins. Some dogs, like Finn, are a treat. Finn wakes up when I wake up. Finn walks where I walk for however long I walk. Once I figured out that Finn preferred eating off a silicone mat, we had no issues with food. Finn is just so chill. Penny, on the other hand, is a terrorist. You may remember Penny, my friend Larissa's dog, from my very traumatic panettone-making experience last Christmas. I was supposed to watch Penny again this week, but it worked out that our mutual friend Marcy is in town from Calgary and took over dog-sitting duties. Larissa shared that she was putting together a Google Doc on how to take care of Penny, and let the record reflect that I did not get a Google Doc any of the times that I've had Penny. How honest are you going to be with Marcy? I asked. I'm going to stick to the facts, Marco, Larissa replied. This means I need to write Marcy an honest guide, doesn't it? How to take care of Penny Wood, an honest guide to your faithless companion. Penny Wood is a three-year-old miniature golden doodle. If she was a golden girl, she would be Sophia. When you first meet Penny, she will greet you with joy and enthusiasm to establish a false sense of security. This is misplaced. She will perform cooperation in front of Larissa and Dave. She will make you believe that she wants belly rubs and treats. Her family will leave with the full faith of her cooperation. This has been done to gain your trust and lower your guard. This is a lie. The morning. Penny likes to wake you up at 6.30 a.m. by licking your face and jingling her collar. She will need to be let out. When you try to feed her her normal food, she will rebel. This is the beginning of her hunger strike. See Feeding Penny below. After she turns her nose up at her food, you may attempt to take her for a 30 to 45 minute walk. See Walking Penny below. Depending on the number of days you've spent with Penny, she will either poop relatively soon into her walk, or after 45 minutes, or not at all until she sees home, at which point she may turn you around so she may poop. It's most likely that Penny will wait until your shoes are off. She will wait until you collapse, exasperated, onto the couch. And then she will ask to go out five minutes after returning home. On your first day, you should expect Penny to hold it in. She is shy around no humans, and she would prefer to be constipated. The afternoon. Penny is very smart and will need to be entertained. If she is feeling cooperative, Penny will like a long walk on a trail. Most likely, Penny will want to sit with you on the couch and watch movies. Penny specifically likes movies and TV shows with horses and horse-like creatures, such as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, extended editions, the Harry Potter series, she likes the centaurs, Seabiscuit, Mulan, both live-action and animated, Tangled, any Indiana Jones movie except for the fourth one. I encourage you to explore movies with horses so we can further expand the list of entertainment options for Penny. For a non-horse option, The Sound of Music is a thrilling watch if only for the entertainment of how do you solve a problem like Maria. The further into your journey with Penny, the funnier it will be. What doesn't kill you makes you funny. The Evening Penny will nap on the couch until her evening walk, which will range from 5 to 60 minutes depending on how she feels like cooperating. See Walking Penny below. She is likely to poop on her evening walk. She is also likely not to poop. She is likely to walk 5 steps and stop. She is likely to have a jaunty prance around the neighborhood. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Bedtime. Penny will insist on sleeping in your bed with you. Penny will sleep directly in the middle of the bed. She will not move, steadfast in her position at the center of the universe and the center of the duvet. Do not mistake her lack of size for a lack of force. If you do not beat Penny to the duvet, it is her duvet now. You must enjoy the corner of the blanket that she allows you to have. 
Upon completion of her hunger strike, approximately 2.30 a.m., she will lick your face to be taken downstairs to eat her food that she has ignored for the whole day. Shortly after you take her downstairs for her midnight snack, and just before you re-enter a REM cycle, her air tag will begin to beep. An unknown air tag is traveling with you. You should consider removing her collar and placing it in another room before bed. Feeding Penny Allegedly, Penny is to eat her dry food both morning and evening. On your first day, you can expect Penny to put up a hunger strike. She will want your food. She will want special food. Do not give in to her demands. You may be tempted to sprinkle crumbled liver treats on her food. This is a trap. Should you be a fool and make Penny buckwheat and white cheddar crackers as a treat, recipe below, she will come to expect gourmet food at every meal. Penny has exquisite taste, and she does not like eating leftovers. She does not like eating the same food at every meal. Should you try to bribe her with peanut butter, it may work for one meal, perhaps for two, but definitely not for three. You may then try roasted pumpkin, which will succeed in giving you hope, only to crush your spirit and your dreams when she refuses it the next day. Unless you plan to grate carrots on Monday, roast apples on Tuesday, and find a similar collection of dog-safe dry food supplementation that will keep her entertained for two weeks, you will fail. She will take your sleep from you. She will take your spirit from you. And then she will eat your panettone with chocolate and you will have to call the emergency vet. Instead, allow Penny to complete the hunger strike and ensure she only eats her food. And by no means should you trust Penny with food left on the counter. You think you can take a shower faster than she can eat a loaf of bread two pennies in size? She accepts your challenge. Walking Penny Penny has opinions about how, where, when, and why she should walk. Allegedly, this has been improved through a rigorous training program. When Penny does not like the direction you are taking, such as it having an unfamiliar or unpleasant smell, the sun being in her eyes, the sun being behind a cloud, the breeze creating a risk of messing up her curls, or simply because it's the direction you chose, she will sit down. While sitting down, Penny gains the weight of an elephant. It is an extraordinary power only she possesses. She cannot be moved. You may be tempted to fill a fanny pack with liver treats and bribe her. She is too smart for this. She'll walk to the treat, eat it, and then sit back down. You may try to bend over and encourage her to walk by moving the treat in front of her, but all this will do is make you the hunchback of Waterloo. Penny got the memo. She simply disagrees with it. After 10 minutes of this, you will feel exasperated and traumatized. Upon observing this, Penny will decide she is happy to walk and lead the way. What Penny craves more than your food is power. In case of emergencies, blueberries, or briberries as I now call them, make an effective motivator. Leaving the house without Penny. You may leave the house without Penny, provided that you have put all of your food away. Penny, surprisingly, likes her crate and will happily sleep in there while you are gone. Penny will use this opportunity to show you that she does not, in fact, need you. You need her. This is her house. And yes, you can close the door on your way out. There is a recipe attached to the text-based version of this newsletter, which I will read to you now. Yes. I do cook for the dogs when I'm dog-sitting. If you have dogs in your life, I recommend you make these treats. The dogs will love you forever, and their owners will grow to resent you, as their dogs increasingly demand gourmet snacks. Buckwheat and Cheddar Crackers for Dogs I modified this recipe based on the Cheddar and Parsley Bones for Barney in Notes from a Small Kitchen Island by Deborah Robertson. This is an exceptionally well-written and hilarious book, and you should buy it. I made this recipe many times for many dogs, but I found Deborah's recipe too sticky to roll out and too fibrous to cut into dog bone shapes. After trying this many times, I realized that dogs don't care if they are bone-shaped. You care that they are bone-shaped. Instagram cares that they are bone-shaped. But this is about bringing joy to a dog. And smushing them into a circle makes this a 10-minute recipe instead of half a day of frustration. Penny is frustrating you enough. I've also revised the recipe so you get three batches from one bag of Bob's Red Mill buckwheat flour. These crackers smell really good, and you may want to eat them, and they are safe for human consumption, but I haven't tried them, so I can't tell you what they're like. You're going to need 200 grams of buckwheat flour, 
100 grams of parsley finely chopped, 120 grams of finely grated carrot, which is about one large carrot, 50 grams of cheddar cheese finely grated, three tablespoons of olive oil, and five tablespoons of hot water. Preheat your oven to 350, line two baking sheets with parchment, and do not skip the parchment because they will stick to your baking sheet and you and the dog will be sad. Mix the dry ingredients, so the buckwheat flour, the parsley, carrot, and cheddar into a medium bowl and toss until combined. Add the olive oil and hot water and stir with a fork until a stiff dough forms. You're going to form it into 24 balls and the buckwheat is going to stick to you and everything you touch, but if you keep your hands lightly wet with clean water, it will actually become non-stick. Divide into 24 balls that are 25 grams or one tablespoon each, depending on how precise you feel like being. Place the dough balls onto the parchment three inches apart, so that's making a four by three grid on each baking sheet, and then smush those down into circles with lightly wet hands. You may think, oh, I should use the bottom of a glass for this. But no, the dough is just gonna stick to the bottom of the glass. Just use your hands. Bake for 35 to 40 minutes until golden brown and crisp, the smell filling the air, and the dog staring at the oven door as if it's a movie starring horses. Allow the crackers to cool fully before giving one to the dog. Store in an airtight container for a week or in the freezer for three months. And if you read all this and you're thinking, yeah, but I really want to make them look like dog bones for Instagram, then you can place everything in the food processor except the olive oil and water and blitz it until it's a fine powder. Add the oil in most of the water until you have a stiff dough, you may need to add more or less water to get the right texture. Roll it out between two sheets of parchment until it's a quarter inch thick, and then use a dog bone shaped cookie cutter to roll it out. You can re-roll any of the scraps until you've used all the dough, and then follow the baking directions above. I don't think it's worth the extra hour of work in washing the food processor, but you do you. This newsletter and these recipes are made possible by my paying subscribers, so please consider a free or paid subscription to Probably We're Sharing on Substack, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube as well. Thanks for listening.